Hey guys, this is Brandon DeVere, and you're listening to the Learn For Two podcast. So here's the thing. After being in the real estate industry for over a decade, I realized the old model was broken. There was no way out, no end in sight. So I decided to ditch the masses and create my own opportunity. One that would put myself and others in a position to retire when we want to. This podcast is my journey to teach as many people as possible to do the same. My name is Brandon DeVere, and welcome to the Learn For Two podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Learn for Two Podcast. This is Brandon DeVere. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and sharing your time with me. I do appreciate that. Uh, today, we are ending the week on this Friday, episode 206. Uh, hopefully, everyone is is having a good uh, good end of the week. I know that for a lot of people, we don't know uh, what a weekend really is anymore because we're kind of on an extended weekend. Uh, but it looks like uh, things are going to be, be changing here in the next few weeks or so. I know here in uh, Nevada and also... Uh, I was on the phone with uh, or on a call today with uh, my agent partners up in Utah, and they're doing the same thing, kind of soft opening, a little restriction, little ease on the restrictions for everyone. But we are doing the stay at home through uh, the fifteenth. So hopefully everyone is is healthy and uh, able to get some stuff done and, and spending time with family. But I wanted to do today do a little flashback Friday, uh, and the reason reason being is that. I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, as I was mentioning this, the story that I'm going to tell you, I was mentioning it to them, and they're like, "You are a true entrepreneur, you know, and you have been." And that it was really, really kind of crazy because I, I don't know. I mean, this is probably the earliest time I can think of when I could say that I was an entrepreneur, and it's it's funny because obviously the story takes place in in Nevada in in Las Vegas, uh, but. You know, as as real estate agents, we all want to be entrepreneurs. We we think of ourselves as entrepreneurs. Um, some more so than others. I mean, I've seen some people that are that do some amazing, uh, amazing entrepreneurial things as real estate agents, and I've seen other agents that that don't really care to be uh, entrepreneur type, and and they uh, basically they they sign up with with a brokerage that kind of feeds them, and they just lather and repeat and do that. Um, I what what I'm doing overall, and that's it's. <laughs> It's funny because it's a little. I don't know if people don't enjoy it or they don't look at it in the in the real estate world. But I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're asking about my company and what what we're working on and and how we're doing this and how to build this company. and And for me, it's never it's never been about real estate um, and and growing my team. Yes, right now it's about growing my team, but overall, there's a much bigger picture to this. The landscape is going to change. We're going to have different. Uh, different responsibilities for real estate agents. There's probably going to be, even after this coming up right now, we're probably going to see a pretty significant dip in the amount of agents that stay in business. I mean, there's there, no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, but anyways, my, I don't intend on getting out of real estate anytime soon. Uh, but what I am saying is that I'm, I'm more than just a real estate agent and it's not just about me selling more homes. Uh, it's about me building something incredible and as I build it within the real estate world, it will be the stepping stone to build outside of the world. My my goal is not to sell 100 homes and impact 100 families or 200 families, however you want to look at it. My my goal is to impact thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And it's not going to be done by me just selling more homes. Yes, that's a great. It's a great feeling. It's a, a great time to get people that really enjoy um, what 
you know, the, their new home or selling or having a, a distressed, you know, situation where they need to sell the property and, and you came and you helped them. And now they have some relief. That is an awesome feeling, but I want to, I want to compound that. I want to exponentially <clears throat> have that number just skyrocket. And so that's, you know, but that's part of this podcast. That's the idea that it's not just about real estate. I don't get on this podcast and tell you, you know, how to winterize your pipes or, you know, how to work on your curb appeal. That's not, that's not what I want to do. Um, there's a billion magazines or articles that you can, you can find that information in. Uh, so my, my goal is to, to learn something to teach you that you, maybe you already knew, maybe you didn't know, or maybe you did know, but it didn't really hit you until you heard it, uh, from, you know, maybe one of my guests or maybe myself, but that's, that's the idea, uh, for me. And so just, just laying it out there that it's not all about real estate for me. And, um, I will continue to sell real estate. Uh, I have a, you know, photo shoot for a listing coming up tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm still practicing real estate. There's, there's no doubt about it. However, I am looking way down the line, way, like way down the line where all the skills that I'm learning now, and I've said it on here before, I don't learn skills just for my industry. Uh, those, I, I don't, I don't think it's a smart plan. And I also don't want to be pigeonholed into just being able to do things real estate. So all the skills that I learn. Um, everything I try to, everything I try to learn or consume all is something that can, can transcend the real estate industry. But with that being said, I'm going to go off and tell this, this story, um, where a few 11 years ago now it was, this is, this is the, the first, first time I can remember of me, you know, and I didn't even realize, I didn't even think about being an entrepreneur at the time, but this is just what, ha what happened to happen. So I was working at a, uh, a, a hotel on the strip here and I was working as a server. And what's awesome about living in Las Vegas, especially during like football season is that every Friday night, my shift was from four to midnight. Every Friday night we would go sit in the sports book. We'd, yeah, we get off at midnight sit in the sports book because on the weekends they would close. I think they would close at one. So we'd all, we'd go to the little mini Mart there, grab a beer, tall boy, go sit in the, uh, in the, not the mini Mart, but you know, at the, it was in, in Mandalay Bay where they have the little shop, like a gift shop. And we go grab a tall boy, Sapporo or something like that, something random. Um, but we go sit in the, in the sports book, you know, watch everything. We grab all the, uh, all the sheets for what the bets were, what games are going on uh, for college football on Saturday and, and pro football on Sunday. Sometimes we do it both Friday and Saturday night so we can make our, our uh, NFL bets on Saturday night. But we'd go in there, make our bets and, and do all that kind of thing. But it, you know, it'd be fun because you, you, you go into work the next day and while you're working or you might, you might cash out on the way into work because you, you hit something, uh, hit a three-team parlay or something like that. So that was always fun. But uh, so what happened was during basketball season, I I don't know what I, th this is kind of a, a funny story because it's one of those things like where you wake up and you just you don't know why you had the idea but you did, and this is what happened is it I woke up I had a condo at the time, just a, a small two bedroom ground floor condo uh, here in like West Las Vegas which is you know people know it as Spring Valley, um, but you know I was ten minutes from the strip. But uh, anyways, I woke up and I had a notebook next to me. So I wrote some stuff down and then I went back to bed. And the next day I was like, God, what was I thinking about? Like, what, did, what, what is this that I'm looking at? And it's not, it, it's not, it's not one of those stories that obviously took off. But, but the idea was I, I started looking at it. Okay. <clears throat> I, I looked at basketball and realized that that was the only sport 
and it wasn't necessarily the only sport, but hockey was just too low scoring. Um, so basketball was the only sport, at least major sport that I know of, that every possession <clears throat> or every attempt turns into points or it doesn't turn into points. So for football, if you have 35 passing attempts, you could have eight completions for 30 yards. That doesn't really translate into anything definitive. Um, baseball, you can throw 106 pitches and that doesn't really translate into anything. Um, it just, just based on that one, um, piece of data. So I started looking at it and I, I grabbed a notebook. I started writing it down. And so I went to, there's this website, uh, it's called covers. And I, I went on there and I looked at, it would show you the last five. And then I'd look at, um, look, it was the, the last five games of the opponent that they're playing and their last five games. So I started instead of looking at points. So I called this, I, I created the company out of it. I called it total bias. It was B Y U S like total by us. And the idea was that you would bet or that I would, that I would predict the outcome of NBA and college basketball games. And in those games, <clears throat> I would take, I didn't take their scoring, what their scores were. Cause that was irrelevant. Cause you could come out if your last, you know, three games you scored 82 points and then all of a sudden you came out and scored you know 120 that kind of skews things a little bit so and and it depends on who you're playing too so what i did was i took the attempts and their their percentages for and percentages against so i i got you know one of these notebooks i have right in front of me the what do they call the the composition notebook and so i had those right in front of me and or i have it in front of me right now but i mean but i would i would go in and i go all right, I would grab two teams that I liked and I would go manually by hand, go, this is what this team did. This is what that team did. This is what they're doing. So I could basically do the ones against each other um, and also how they did over the last five games. And the reason that I did the last five games was because let's say, you know, Dwayne Wade got hurt, you know, seven, seven games ago. If I did it for the whole year, how they've been playing, it would, it would, wouldn't really necessarily dictate how they would play or reflect how they played have been playing lately. So if they were doing, you know, scoring, you know, 110 points all year, and then all of a sudden Dwayne Wade gets hurt and now they're scoring 96. Now that's a, a pretty big difference. But if, so if I just did it for the whole year, it would take a long time for it to catch up. But if I did it the last five games, I could say, okay, well, Dwayne Wade hasn't been playing in the last four. So now it's almost got him right back to where, where it was initially. <clears throat> so that's why, that's why I, I put that in there. Um, but anyways, so I started doing, and, and this is also going to talk on um, or touch on how technology can be so massive as well. And so at first I was using, I wasn't even using my phone calculator um, to figure this out. This is, I had a regular calculator at this time. This is how long ago it was, 2007. Uh, and I'm sitting here going through, writing everything down, writing everything down. And then a friend of mine, he says, all right, well, why don't you create a, like an Excel spreadsheet? So I started going and manually doing it again. So I'd go grab all the numbers from the websites that I needed. There's a couple different websites. Um, there's like ESPN was one of them. Um, but I'd go in there and I'd, I'd grab the information that I needed. What's your you know free throw percentage? So I would have, it would be brought down to the amount of free throw attempts, three-point attempts, and field goal attempts that they would, that they would make. And then it would cross-reference their uh, percentages on what they would make. And then it would cross-reference um, the what the defense was giving up. So it'd go, it, it would battle back and forth. <clears throat> so I was doing this all 
by hand and by regular calculator. I think I went to Walmart or something to get it. Uh, but I was doing all that and it was taking me about 45 minutes per game to do. And the thing, the thing was like, it kind of caught on, uh, because I had a friend of mine who never really bet, but I was like, Hey, you should take this bet. And so to give you an idea, it would predict a final score. And so I could see, okay, if you predict a final score, that's going to be X and, uh, the total is this, then you could know what, um, what it, what your bet should be. So if the, oh, if the total was 197 and that, that was the betting line was one, a total of 197. So you could bet over that amount or under that amount. If I, I had a final score of 172, then I would go bet the under. So that's what it would predict the score. And however far it was off of the other one, then we would go. Uh, but you know, then we, we tied into some other things afterwards where it, it turned out that you could show where the, where it was, where the, the total, the estimated or the calculated total was. Uh, and if it was off by a certain amount, either over or under, we would have the percentages of how many times that hit on the over. So if you could get like the worst thing that could happen is if you got 50%, but if you hit that number where it said that it was, you know, you were, you were wrong 90% of the time. Well, it still actually worked because if you're wrong 90% of the time, then you would bet the other way, uh, to kind of self self calculate that. Um, uh, but anyways, so I'm going to, I'll cut this down pretty short cause this can go on forever. But, uh, what I did was my friend said, Hey, you should, you should do a, um, you know, do a spreadsheet on that. So of course I go, I create that. So I knocked it down to 15 minutes per game. So all that stuff that I was doing before where I was calculating all that stuff, I, all I did was put in a formula, put it into um, Excel, and then it would kick the, the scores out every 15 minutes. And a friend, the friend I was telling you about that never really bet, and I, I told him about this and had him start betting, he won 13 games in a row uh, on that. So that was that was the run that I was on. So he, I got a ton of support from him. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. He actually gave me, gave me some of his winnings as a thank you. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But you know, once I, I wanted to turn it up, turn it up to a hundred and I did cause I found a developer that would, um, I paid him like, I don't know, a few thousand dollars to get it, to get it up and running. And what happened was he created a site for me that did everything for me automated. And it did over 200 games, like 220 games on a Saturday, college basketball and pro basketball in less than two minutes. Like that's incredible. Like not not the idea that I that I came up with and tried to try to figure it out, see how well I was going to do with it. But think about that. He took something that took me manually forty five minutes per game to do, and he did two hundred and twenty in under two minutes. I couldn't even do one game in, in under two minutes. So that that is where you know when you when it's time to embrace technology. That is a, a huge time to embrace te- technology is when you can get that type of, of uh, results out of it. But long story short, uh, I, like many entrepreneurs, especially in real estate, um, I didn't know what to do with it and I didn't know how to promote it. This is, this will be a kind of a funny story and I'll probably tell it again in the future. Um, I was using Google AdWords. I learned how to do it. And I learned enough just to be, just to get myself in trouble. I went in and I spent a couple thousand dollars in about two weeks because I did, I put in Google AdWords like basketball and I was like, Oh, the wider the reach. Oh, I'm awesome. I'm going to get so many people. They're all going to want to go here. They had no clue what it was. No clue. 
nobody understood what I was trying to do because I didn't convey the message. I didn't, I didn't let them know what my value proposition was. And uh, a bunch of people were like, I'm confused. What is this? You know, but the biggest problem was I put in basketball. That could be someone's grandma looking for a basketball on Google for their, their kids. So, or for their grandkids. Uh, and I would pop up because I paid for that spot. So that's just a, a couple, you know, just a quick story. I, I thought about that. I was, I was reminded of, the, of that story a couple weeks ago. And I was just thinking about it again today because uh, I had a conversation with that guy again. And it, it was just funny. It was, it was awesome at the time. I, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was probably the funnest I've ever had, uh, like putting something together. I mean, now I'm, I'm putting a bunch of stuff together too. But that was probably the first time I ever realized that um, I had an entrepreneur mindset. And in, in, at the moment, I didn't. I was just like, this is a good idea. I like it. I want to do it. And now I look back on it and go, well, that was a, that was a pretty, pretty big entrepreneurial moment for me. And, and it was pretty cool. So I don't know if, if it will ever make it back out, uh, to the light of day. I, you know, I kind of shelved that one. I haven't really bet much, obviously now you really can't. Um, but you know, I just haven't really been, uh, that, that was back in the day when my daughter was like two years old and I was, I was walking through a casino every day. So it wasn't, wasn't an issue to go, you know, place a, I wasn't a big spender either. I was spending, you know, 10, 20 bucks on a, on a couple bets or something like that, but it was fun. It was, uh, the first real creative thing that I ever did, uh, in my life, I guess, or at least in my adult life that I can remember. So I just want to share that story with you guys. Uh, hopefully all of you entrepreneurs are out there thinking of ways uh, to come out of this thing way, way better than you were when you started or, or just different, get, you know, thinking on a different level and, and being, uh, creative in a way that you can expand your business. And hopefully uh, you're looking to, to grow your business beyond real estate and, and out there to change some lives. So I'll leave that with you guys. Uh, enjoy your weekend next week. Like I said, we'll be back with uh, some, some more interviews. It's going to be local business owners here. So any local, uh, local listeners, absolutely reach out to me. I'd love to, I'd love to see who we can, ha- we can, uh, um, have on the show and interview and see how we can promote their business. Obviously no cost. I had to, I had to clarify that on, uh, on Facebook. Cause I don't know if people thought I was trying to sell them something, but anyways, I will see you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great one. Hey, thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and please leave a comment. If you'd like your free copy of four ways to leverage your existing real estate business or to apply to join my team, go to the retired real estate agent.com for your free growth pack.